Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something genderqueer person shares their observations, life stories, and the adventures of their journey through transition and beyond. And now, here's your host, the creator of it all, Charlie Sabrina Miller. Hey, hello, hello. How is everybody doing? This is a bonus episode 87.5, 87 and a half. Why? Because I just like to do it that way. And now let's listen to the band finish it up. Every week they get better. I swear they do. Toes a tapping. Yeah. Our band this episode is the FFOP Radio Band. Why? Well, it's a bonus episode. It's my appearance on FFOP Radio. Their episode 306. But before we get to any of that, let's just say there's not going to be any countdown list right now. We're at the very beginnings of the 20 jokes so terrible they're actually funny. Not going to be a secondary topic because, you know, I got a conversation with FFOP Radio going on. But... Send in your segment title suggestions for the secondary topic by May 31st, 2016, and I will be making a selection or allowing the listeners to make a selection over on Facebook sometime in June. Also, we're not going to have any listener feedback. We're going to skip all those normal things we do because I've got this excellent conversation that happened with FFOP Radio. But before we do anything, let's say welcome new listeners. Hopefully, hopefully this isn't your first episode to listen to because, well, it's a bonus episode. It's not a regular episode. And it's a rebroadcast of someone else's podcast that I happen to be on. So it's kind of an awkward one to choose. But if you're choosing it for your first one, welcome aboard. Thank you so much for being here. Long-time listeners, binge listeners, sporadic listeners, somebody who just listened to last episode, and this is your very next episode. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thanks for returning. It warms my heart when I know people come back and listen again to the show. It's just... It makes me so happy. Makes me so happy. So last episode, number 87, was my conversation with FFOP Radio when they're on my show. This is actually what was recorded before... Last episode, before what you just finished hearing, hopefully. <laughs> and so it kind of goes hand in hand. Now I realize I probably should have posted this one first so you could get into the flow of things, but I'm weird, so I'm going to post it second. So really, I suppose you should probably listen to 87 and a half and then number 87. But however you're listening, thanks for listening. You can find that and all past episodes at changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com. Of course, you can find us on Stitcher and iTunes. Join us on Facebook, facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast. Email me, changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at CIL Podcast. Cruise on over to Patreon and check out the Patreon page, patreon.com slash changes in latitudes podcast. This episode is brought to us by our patron, by my patron, by the lovely, the beautiful, the awesome Candace T. Candace, thank you so, so very much for, well, everything that you do, but more importantly, being a patron, being a friend, and being a longtime listener. Thank you. All right, enough of the housekeeping. Let's get into that main topic. 
right, main topic. As I said a moment ago, this is FFOP Radio's episode number 306. It was released on the 16th of April, so yeah, it's a little late, but yeah, you know how podcasts work. It's all relevant after everything's been released. Time is irrelevant once uh, the podcast is posted, so it doesn't really matter. We've got Dave, Andy, Adam, Krista, and Troon. And, I, I, you know, if you don't know FFOP Radio, I've mentioned them obviously last episode and in previous episodes, they're kind of like a morning radio program cranked to 11. In fact, sometimes probably cranked to 12 or maybe even cranked to 15 on occasion. You know, it depends on how worked up Dave gets, I guess. <laughs> so during the recording of this, it was quite apparent that I was one of the first openly trans people that they could talk to. I mean, Andy made reference that he knew somebody, and you'll hear that. But as far as being able to open and answer questions, I was the first trans person that any of these people got a chance to really know and talk to and chat with. So it was uh, kind of an educational experience in that form, but you know... It was a great conversation across the board. Now, if you're not familiar with their show, their topics range from everything across under the sun. They can talk about just about anything. It just depends on their mood and their what you know what month it is, what week it is, what's going on with everybody. So, if you haven't checked out FFOP Radio, go check them out. Fistfulofpodcasts.com. And with that, I'm just going to let their show start. Take it away. is Dave, a.k.a. Wilbur Watley, and this is a Fistful of Podcasts from FistfulPodcast.com. Back for another great week. Let me introduce you, as usual, to my co-host, all the way from the Reno Sparks area, and up first, we have one Mr. Andrew Bergevin. Hey, David. Uh, the, the other day, I convinced my wife to have sex at an apple orchard. Oh, boy. <laughs> I can't... Uh, <laughs> shit. Hold on. Do I you know work. what the best part about having sex at an apple orchard is? Uh, no. Uh, when you're done, you can finish insider. God damn it. Or, here, next time, here, I got the orange joke to your apple joke. The okay. best, uh, if you fuck in an orange grove, it's appealing? Hmm. Mm. Yours Bananas? wasn't as good. I, well, you, yours are never great, so it's not like I'm <laughs> trying that hard. Uh, Adam is not uh, here. He is at work. Uh, but as you'll, as what will become uh, evident Pretty soon, you'll realize why we had to start with Adam. Uh, but in studio, of course, we have Trung over there on the couch. Merv. Merv. <laughs> Merv. <laughs> so he's saying Merv like Interstellar, but he's saying it like he usually says hello. <laughs> Merv. Uh, of course, also in studio, Chris over there on the couch. A pleasure. <laughs> there's that. Uh, but this is a very special episode, and it's not a bonus episode, because I don't want to uh, re- have it be reductive. This is a full-blown episode where we have a very special guest. Uh, this guest has been on before. Maybe you've heard of them. If you listen to this show, or if you listen to their show. Uh, well, so, uh, yeah, very cryptic. Uh, so, our very special guest, Charlie Sabrina Miller from the Changes in Latitudes podcast. Welcome, Charlie. Thank you. Wow. I, you know, it took me a while, but I finally got that, Andy, as the insider. <laughs> yes, yes. 
Yeah, I, still I was waiting for it. the. Dr- you still don't get it. Oh well, I'll let somebody. <laughs> did, did you know? You. Did you know you can make a drink out of apples called cider? Oh, oh okay. Oh, I thought in, I thought you were starting another in joke. Cider. Ba- basically, basically, huh? I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. sullying their drinks. I'm disappointed yeah. in you. He's coming in their product. Anyway, yes, no, it's a pleasure to be back. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's great. This is is great. It's like old friends because we've known each other for years now, and I've been on twice. I think it's weird how uh, this day and age, the internet, you can make friends and never even see them in real life. And and Charlie is one of those friends. Yes, I am one of those. So, just a little bit of backstory for Charlie here. Uh, We met. Uh, circa 2013, 12, somewhere, somewhere right there, yeah. Uh, with uh, Charlie's it first, it was over the rainbow. Yeah, with Charlie's first podcast, the uh, Random Variety Show podcast, which I always fuck up the acronym. That's okay, everybody does. That's why I made it that so, way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were generously afforded the opportunity for a an interview on that show, which, you know, hasn't happened since. So, I mean, maybe we're not doing what we should. I was going to say, David, it made me feel very special. It's like, yeah, now yeah. no, we're the ones being interviewed. Yeah, we were like, take that world. Someone does give a fuck. <laughs> hasn't happened since. Podcasted that out to an alternate universe. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh and I don't even remember the, the exact circumstances because that's that's the way it is with all your friends, though, right? Like after a while, you just forget how you met them, and you just take for granted that you've known them forever. I remember how I met you. Yeah, because we met in an awkward situation. I remember how I met Adam. He was the weird guy in music class hitting himself in the head. Well, again, that's an odd circumstance <laughs> that you would remember. Like with Charlie, we, we met somewhat innocuous. Like I wasn't walking through the grocery store and, and saw someone sitting in a diaper with a pot in their head and like, I'm going to remember this. <laughs> well, thank God. Yeah, like it was, uh, you know, for, for whatever reason. It was Twitter. Yeah, Missed Twitter. that day. Um. And so uh, that show sort of ran its course. Charlie made some big changes that that uh, I was uh, on one hand I was blown away by, but on the other I was sort of struck dumb by the courage of what was happening. So, Charlie, I don't want to put words in your mouth, so maybe you can describe your sort of situation, and we'll go from there. Sure, yeah, 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 Whatever, whatever's easiest, whatever's easiest. Well, uh, it's true. We met uh, about 2012, 2013, when I was doing my first show, the Random Variety Show podcast, or the RVSP, mm-hmm. and uh, I, in short form I, I got into that because i've been listening to podcasts probably for about two or three years fell in love with the format said to myself i can do something like this i can do this i know i can i've got the mm-hmm. equipment i may get, buy a microphone but whatever okay i can do this and then i said like most people do what the fuck am i going to do <laughs> <laughs> what the hell show am i going to do what's going to be appealing and enjoyable to me to do week after week month after month whatever it was and with the creative performer side of myself, I created the show, and I, I named it the way it was so I could do anything with it. You know, anything is random, so I could change it at any time, but as everybody knows, you need a format. Right. So in the beginning, I would just go on about whatever the fuck was going on at the time, you know, a, a story from the previous week or so, something, a funny anecdote, something I heard, something I saw, whatever, but the bulk and meat and potatoes of the show was an interview show where I interviewed 
I don't want to say famous people, but interesting people. People who <laughs> I did. Wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Since we made that, that, since we made that list, I'm not sure I would either. <laughs> <laughs> no, it started with friends that were actors or writers or photographers and filmmakers and things like that. And then, then I started expanding across the internet, trying to find creative people. And the easiest ones to get a hold of were other podcasters. Naturally. And that's how we crossed paths. I sent a tweet out saying, "Hey, looking for guests." You said, "Hey, we're looking for guests. Let's do something together." I said sure and then you had listened to the show you liked the format and so that's how our friendship started but the uh, bulk of the show was i imitated groucho marx interviewing whoever it was on the show as if groucho marx had his own talk show radio show right and that was like such a blast like that's probably one of the highlights of my career massive quotes if you want to call it that (laughs) doing this show thank you it was fun for me yeah it, it was very original. That's the, that was the great thing about it is like, I feel like in a revisionist history, it'll be like, uh, when, when the tome of this show is written by some nobody, it'll be, uh, it's you Trung, know, Trung's writing it. Yeah. When Trung writes yeah. our, our, our oral history, <laughs> he'll be like, uh, you know, Charlie asked anyone on Twitter for help. And I was desperate enough for attention that I jumped on that, like a vulture on a dead wildebeest. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) i I was just the type of person you needed who was just attention hungry enough right i'm just here i mean wherever david says we're going i'm just in the back of the car yeah he's (laughs) are we there yet are we there yet (laughs) and he just shows up and we drive places hey i I invented three-fourths of your games bozo (laughs) three-fourths i feel like that's a little much uh, so, so the problem I ran into was twofold. One was trying to find guests to be on the show, which as a podcaster, I'm sure you understand that Oh yeah, because either people flake or people get sick or something comes up or you just can't find anybody. Or when you do, they're boring as shit and you right. can't talk to them oh my God. Just, or they, okay, yeah, yeah. Or they're using a rock band microphone and a plastic cup. I remember that story. I remember that story. (laughs) (laughs) And so, so trying to find people that were, you know, the the whole premise was to help them promote themselves. Mm -hmm. So if they didn't have anything to promote, there was no point to being on the show. Right. And so I got some musicians, you know, independent artists and things like that. And then it just became so hard to try to correlate with people and record with people and then editing the damn thing because I made it like an old time radio show. You know, Groucho Marx has his own radio show. So Mm -hmm. the premise was that there was a live band there that would do rim shots and music uh, interludes and things like that. And that's all done post-production, which takes time. And so just diving into the medium, I shot myself in the foot with all of that. So I went, fuck, but the creme de la creme, the reason I had to say this has to be shelved is I became a new uh, parent. <laughs> my, my son was born in 2012, late 2012. And so anybody that's a parent or knows of parents knows that that first year, it's like hibernation. Nobody comes out of the house. You hardly see people. They're always tired. You talk to them on the phone, and you don't realize you just talked to them on the phone two days ago. (laughs) You're scaring David. I'm not worried. Chris is going to take care of all that. I'll be in this studio. (laughs) So the uh, – excuse me. (laughs) So so being a new parent just wore it out of me, and I had no time to edit, no time to find people, and I just said, you know – I can't do this right now. I got to shelve it. And so I shelved it. And that was in oh, sometime late 2013, maybe even early 2014. I can't quite remember. 
Yeah, and, and if, I, I had like forty something episodes, I think, maybe maybe thirty something episodes. Yeah, and if if I were a better host, I could have looked that up. Like, uh, done uh, you research. Know, <laughs> yeah, don't you know what? I don't really know if it's still available. I haven't paid for the I haven't paid for the domain name in over a year or two because oh. I just haven't had the extra twenty something dollars or whatever it was to maintain the website. Yeah, because now if you do a search for RVSP, it's the right ventricular systolic pressure. So oh. yeah. Yeah. Well, try Random Variety Show Podcast. See what pops up with Let's Random Variety that. Show Podcast. Because the Twitter is still active, the Facebook's still active, but the website isn't. There is an old blog spot because that's where I started the damn show. <laughs> the good old blog spot. Got a live journal? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, don't have live journal and Aww. don't knock Bloodspot. That's what I use right now currently to host everything because it's the poor man's way to do a show. <laughs> so uh, every podcast but, then, except for the yeah, people who are coming out of like a huge production background. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, people that are only one person. Yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> so now the big pivotal thing that really happened aside from my child being born was I f- finally faced my own self, you know, and it's, it's a question that we all go through in life. Who am I? What do I want? Where am I going? What am I doing? You know, am I satisfied? Am I not? How can I, how can I make my life better? We all ask ourselves those questions. And well, eventually push came to shove because, uh, sadly, shortly after my son, uh, came into this world, my mother passed away. I mean, she was, she, she was, she had had a life. You know, it wasn't, she wasn't old. She wasn't young. She was uh, early seventies, but she had had a life. She was, she herself was ready to go. So, I mean, yes, sadness, but had she tried to stick around for another three, four, five years, it wouldn't have been good. Yeah. yeah. See, I, so. I always get that. My, and my mother's always told me that is, is, you know, if I'm ever to the point where I, I, it just doesn't look like I'm having any fun and you have the opportunity, pull that plug out. And I'm like, mom, I'm, I'm not. Why are you talking about this in front of all the children? (laughs) Exactly, exactly, exactly. So as sad as that was, or as 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 much as of a relief as that was for her, me, you know, me to her, there was still sadness there. But it was the final point of me being able to say to myself, you know, I'm transgender, Mm -hmm. and because it's been a battle, it was a battle of mine for twenty something years. At that point, the three the three big turning points were: I turned forty. My son was born, my mother passed away. And by that third one, I said, you know, you only live once. And I've got to find this within myself because, well, I owe it to myself. It's been driving me crazy for 20-something years. Right. I mean, essentially, the easiest way I can explain it to people who have no fucking clue <laughs> about it would be every night you go to sleep and you, you're thinking the exact same thing Every night, whatever that exact same thing is, you know, gosh, I wish I had a dog. God, I wish I had a hamster. Gee, I wish I was a parent. I wish I was a stock car driver, (laughs) whatever your dream wish is. But you go to sleep with that every night, maybe give or take a couple for 20 something years. And finally, you're like, you know, I am not getting any fucking younger. And this has been here every fucking night. I got to do something about that. I need to address this thing. And that's what it was. Uh, And so late 2012, uh, September 2012, I came out as uh, transgender to my family and uh, or to my to my close family and friends. And then it expanded from there. Which eventually led to October 2014, me starting that new podcast, Changes in Latitudes, A Transgender Experience. Because as I said, I missed the medium. I missed the creativity that it allows me as a solo act, you might say. I I put it all together. It's me 
I, I record the thing, I edit the thing, I add in sound effects and music and blah, 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 blah. I do it all. There is nobody else to say, hey, I'll edit for a couple hours. You know, it, <laughs> it's just <laughs> me. And so that creative outlet is really the ultimate reason why I enjoy the medium. And then the fact, of course, meeting people like you, listening to other podcasts with, you know, actual you know, names of people, you know, whether they be actors or comedians or authors or whoever. And then you got the, the, the small podcasts that are, you know, nobody's really listening to them except, hey, except, like except the Yay. core group. <laughs> and as you said earlier, David, it's like family. I mean, we met during Random Variety Show, then had a great time with the first show, had me back for a second episode, which was such an honor to be asked again, by the way. Well, and you're one of the very, very few guests who have made it into the Sound Drop archive of I this show. I heard myself. I did. Wait, I was what, listening to some drop? episode. I don't remember. Krista, can you help us out here? I don't um, remember, I, but it was like, it was like it November. But seriously? Oh, hello? Seriously? Yeah. That's what it is. Krista, seriously Krista, there we go <laughs> yeah Finally. yeah no i heard that i was listening to some episode from november of 2014 because i'm a horrible podcast <laughs> listener great podcast host because i i have gotten an episode out i'm i'm i think i just dropped 81 81 just wow. dropped yeah every week's for well year and change year and a half now yeah, every week. So I'm a great podcast host. I'm very consistent. Horrible podcast listener. The reason I got into it because as I loved listening to podcasts, now I can't listen to them because I'm spending all my time <laughs> fucking editing, but or yeah, being with right, my kid yeah. or whatever it is. That's that's an odd because that's the thing. Like you've touched upon a lot of stuff here that we can unpack probably for days. But one of the things, especially that well, that's I, the reason of my show. Yeah, like one of the because I go through all that shit. <laughs> one of the things is like. You and I both had that same inkling of like, I, you know, we, I started this show in 2009, late 2009. Holy crap. Before, uh, I thought it was like 2010. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, wow. Really? We've been doing this for, and I was in there. What? Number 30. You probably were an episode. But my yeah, first episode is, uh, please help in glitter. Yeah. Please help in glitter. Uh, but but that was one of the things, too. Like, I was coming at it from listening to talk radio. Like, I would listen to the Adam Carolla show and all those other, like, Frosty, Hattie, and Frank and all that other garbage. And I was like, you know what? Now that the Internet has afforded this opportunity, I'm going to jump in and essentially do the same thing. So we, we both get got in on the stream at different times. But right. we both share the same origin story as, like, putting the cart before the horse and maybe reaching a little too far at first. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I remember our conversation on that. Yeah, and, and so it's it's interesting how, like, people don't realize this show doesn't sound like it takes a lot of time. Because, and, and I only know that because my mother tells me every week, it doesn't sound like you work hard on it at all. And I say, thanks, Mom. <laughs> that's, that's the best compliment. <laughs> that is the best compliment. No, it doesn't sound like it takes you six hours to put an hour together. Oh, yeah. When, when I'm, that's the point. Like, I've probably spent more time on this show collectively than I have at any other job I've ever been employed oh, I at. I believe it. Like, making money. I believe it. And, I believe it, yeah. And so, when when I, I was kind of pumped out when the when your, your first show essentially uh, just vanished... <laughs> from the face pod of the earth. faded, yeah. It pod faded. I really want to bring it back, but finding guests is just a bitch. That's the thing. That's another problem that, that we have. Is like, I, Twitter is a great place to contact uh, other like-minded individuals, but what I'm finding is that the 
the spirit is willing, but the body says, I don't give a fuck. See, and the problem, the, the <laughs> Kinda, problem with yeah. finding guests is that roughly half of them are boring and the other half David insults. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've only ever insulted three or four. Well, six. <laughs> may, yeah, maybe. <laughs> the midget porn star was great. <laughs> Yes, she was okay. Well, anyway, moral of the story is when you go on Twitter, <laughs> I've tried to get so many people on the show, and it's always our first interactions are always, hey, you know, I'd love to have you on. That's great. Let's do a crossover, do whatever. And they say, yeah, I'll, I'll get back to you. And then it's radio silence. And so in a couple weeks, yeah. I say, are we doing this thing? More radio silence. That's what happened to me. I was contacting some people that do, do um, like parody music videos and stuff. And they're like, oh, we're so excited. Yeah, we'll be on the show. And then uh, I'll talk to my wife. And then. I haven't yeah. heard from him since. If if somebody listen to the show, if someone yeah. came up to me and right. was like, "Hey, would you talk in front of three other people?" I would be immediately down. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. Exactly. And, and like, I I feel like, but and also we're in a in a situation where everybody is relentlessly self promoting, and they don't even. Uh, the only reason I can see that you wouldn't want to go on to somebody else's show is like it takes up some of your precious time that you could be spending on your own properties. But they don't realize that whatever your audience reaches is an audience that exactly. I haven't reached yet. And and that's like I mean that's that's the whole purpose of cross prom, cross promoting when people have podcasts to help promote people. That's why I got into the random variety show. I'm like, hey, who's not going to want to exactly? And, and, and we've had so does. many guests who come on, and I'm like, hey, let's talk about your new this. You're doing that. Let's talk about it. And and everyone. Uh, mostly like nine times out of 10, when someone comes on and I say, let's promote your X, your Y, your Z. They are dull. They are boring. They are. It's, it's like, if you're coming on to like reach an audience, maybe you have not reached yet. Wouldn't you want to put your best foot forward? Wouldn't you want to put down the laptop and stop shopping on Amazon or tell whoever's, you know, whatever. But David, that's the Leo in us. There's something else we found out about us in the last two years of, or three, fuck, four yeah. years of knowing each other. You and I share the same birthday. Yeah, different which, years, which is crazy same weird. Birthday. That is crazy. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> it's it's crazy weird because, as David will contest, it's hard to find somebody with that particular date. Yeah, that's like it. It always and I, maybe you've come. There's with, a handful of famous people: Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, one. Lisa, Lisa Kudrow. Yeah. Oh, Lisa. Uh, a handful of others that I remember off the top of my head, but I'm blanking right now because, you know. Yeah. But uh, as soon as we hit the stop button, it'll come to me. <laughs> and, uh, and But it, I, have, I have not found anyone else that I've been able to, you know, correspond with, like you and I do on Facebook, that has the exact same birthday. It's, it's weird. And maybe, you know, maybe you can identify with this. But having a birthday in the summer, I always felt like I hit the jackpot. Like, the, like somebody would have a birthday, like, during a school day. And I'm like, what a fucking loser. They have to go to school on their birthday like an idiot. And, like, since mine was in July, I was, I was like, summertime. Like, the whole summer was my birthday. <laughs> always got the water parties. Yeah. Always got the water parties. There, there, was, there was a – in middle school when I was in seventh grade – I had a birthday during a school day, and nobody fucking cared. Exactly. And from that point forward, I was like, you know what? Don't fucking care. I was always on Thanksgiving break. <laughs> yeah, like the kids who, uh, have, who have... The only thing I missed was not being able to bring cupcakes to class. <laughs> that was the one True. thing I missed. See, but I stopped whatever. bringing cupcakes to class. Those motherfuckers can eat <laughs> dirt. <laughs> See, I never gave a fuck. Like, I, I was like, that's not uh, attention. First, I always had I'm a problem giving. with people yeah. coming, too, because they're always on 
fucking summer break. Yeah, no, David, be out of town David stopped paying Louise. attention because the second he turned two, he was like, God, I'm getting old. <laughs> like, having a summer birthday is also a double-edged sword because oftentimes my birthday was spent in our minivan driving to or from California. Like to go okay, to Disneyland yeah. or whatever. So I'd be like, right. hey, let's stop into Target and grab you a birthday present. I'm like, yay. <laughs> yay. At least they didn't stop at the Walmart to buy you a birthday present. Oh, this is before Walmart's Walmart. had peripherated. Yeah. Before I had a perforated colon. Mm-hmm. There was still a KB toy. Yep. Back when and- the ancient archaic days of KB toys. <laughs> oh, right. my God. See, that, that, have I told you about the KB toys in my, uh, in my mall? Is it a KB Express? Well, no, no. Like, like, we used to have a, we used to, the mall doesn't exist anymore, but back then there used to be a KB Toys, and I always used to want to go there. I'd say, Mom, just just let me go. You're right over in this store. She'd go, and that was right when uh, the uh, America's Most Wanted Guy's kid got kidnapped. <laughs> and she was like, oh, no, if you go to that all. store, someone will take you, and we will find your head. And I was like, oh, she's God. Like, yeah, and she's like, I don't have time to host a TV show, so stay close. <laughs> I, got, I got more kids to take care of. I mean, if we lose you, I still have more to do, but... Oh, man. Now, okay, so my next question is, um, when I was doing a search for your show on Google, uh, Changes in Latitudes, uh, now, did you know that Jimmy Buffett had a song named that? Yes, because that's what this title is named after. Okay, that that puts my mind at ease. I close the, I, that's okay, I close (laughs) every episode uh, before I roll the the traditional, you know, uh, disclosure, statement you mm-hmm. know um you know don't try this at home sort of thing it's my <laughs> own views if it doesn't work for you i'm sorry but if it does work for you hooray you know that's that's basically it but uh i end every show with the closing of that particular song and see i'm not it, I, i'm not a jimmy buffett fan so i had no idea that's okay and i thought wouldn't that be just like an insane coincidence where, oh, <laughs> where no. you were like Purposeful. i'm gonna call it this and you do a search and you're like hey this is a fucking layup because now I got a song to play on the fucking show. Yeah, I, I always wonder. I mean, the reason I chose, in fact, I, knew, I put a whole episode together. I think it was somewhere in like the early episodes, probably before episode 10, if I remember correctly. I'll have to pull up my list of episodes here. Uh, I put a whole episode together as to why I chose that song and the title for the podcast. I mean, the full title is Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I'm giving them. I'm, I am giving them my journey, my experience uh, after coming out as trans and, and my process. Because the, the, the thing is, we're all on a very similar journey, but everyone's journey is totally different. Just like people who are not trans you know uh for example you and i share the same birth date Mm -hmm. through our own personal communications you and i also share a lot of other uh things that are very similar oddly similar it's almost doppelganger similar even though there is 10 years (laughs) difference between us it is it is weird how like maybe maybe like there was a some sort of time stasis thing where it had to be for that date had to be yeah had to be but we've we've you and i've off off air off mic as you know our non-on-air person you and I've connected. And I mean, that's partly what makes this friendship really cool. But also, you've got your own journey. And I'm sure you've not found another guy that you've worked with or have known through whoever that has a very similar journey. 
To you, I mean, I'm talking identical. Right. Everybody has a similar but different complete journey. The difference with trans is it's so new, so not new, but so new in the pop slang culture world. Right. It's it's very that it's blowing everybody's mind it's and everybody's not new, eating but this it's, up. It's it's newer. It's present. Like it's it's yeah. a very. There we go. There you go. It's not it's new, but it's now, now. present. It's now in the foreground. Like it, it probably right. has been going on since humans were a thing. Exactly. It has. There's proof. There's there is proof. There's documented proof. I don't have it in front of me, but I've <laughs> I've done enough research <laughs> in figuring myself out that this has been going on for centuries. Right. And and many different cultures uh, actually embrace it and consider it uh, in the form of an honor to be able to be this two gender, this two spirit uh, uh, creature, person, entity and and, and honor it. So, uh, but back to the title, um, I, I chose that. So I am a Jimmy Buffett fan. It's one of my favorite songs, and it's about changing the way you look at life. And so I said, you know, this is going to be perfect. I've got to use this for the show. And actually, I have to thank my wife, Rebecca, because she helped me think of it. And then I, of course, put in a transgender experience, so there was no confusion. <laughs> You knew what you're getting into when you look at it. (laughs) Every link will say, I mean, the logo, the logo itself says broadly changes in latitudes and right beneath it, a transgender experience. So unless you are blind or your audio reader on your computer system is not reading the graphic properly, (laughs) before you get too deep, you're going to realize it's not Jimmy Buffett. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I was expecting a show about planes. What's going on here? This isn't about a cheeseburger in paradise. (laughs) Where's my? Margaritaville. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it'll come Monday. Uh, but um, but I, I end every episode with the last few words, last three phrases of that particular song, because it's, uh, if I couldn't laugh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we just would go insane. I agree with that. If we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the last three lines of that song, and it is so prolific and so profound once you stop and think about it, that I said, you know, that's going to be my sign-off. That's going to be it. And so every episode, I end it with that. And then, of course, there's my own personal closure, you know, stay crazy, take care of yourself, take care of somebody else, and I'll see you next week. Yeah, and, and you know, you're, you're tackling some very huge, for lack of a better term, issues. So my... I've always yeah. been. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I would also. I, I'd, I'd like to point uh, to, to to David to, to maybe it's just the times, but da- David, we were talking. And he goes, "Oh, by the way, Charlie Miller, Sabrina Miller." And I was like, "Eh, good for her." <laughs> <laughs> nice, thank you. That's perfect. Well, then, like, and I told my wife, I was "Like, eh, good for her." But I feel like if this was ten years ago, everybody would be like, "Hmm." Ew. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Which is why it took me 20 years to reach that point. Because when I was a kid going through the identity crisis that every teenager goes through in high school, we all go through it, male or female, doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. We all go through it. Some people outgrow it early. Some people don't or never grow outgrow it. Well, at that time, which I went to, I graduated in 91. So we're talking late 80s that I was in my high school years. And I personally hated it. It was just like most people hate high school. I really hated it. Do you, do you ever see that the, peop, the people who really loved high school end up being the biggest douches? <laughs> and they, and they, didn't, they really never outgrow high school? The people, yeah. who, the people who love high school are the people who peaked in it. Yeah, exactly. So if you find exactly. someone who's, been, who was miserable in high school, you're going to find someone who's doing okay today. Yeah, basically, basically. 
And so back then, you know, late 80s, the only, there was no internet then. There, you know, the only way to find out any information was try to f- talk to somebody or see if there was something there. But there was no easy way to get information without essentially outing yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, I am interested in this. I need to learn about this. Oh, you're that then. Yeah. And, and, and so there was that, that, that pain of, of not being able to say it out loud to anybody. So there was no way to easily get information. So like most, back into the closet, hiding it all, and not addressing it. I'm just trying to imagine uh, Ch- Charlie going out to a schoolmate. So, 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 hey, hey, how about those transgender people? Any, anybody, anybody know anything about, about those? Huh? <laughs> well, and that wasn't even a word. Well, that yeah, wasn't like, even a word. Back, I, there's this crazy bit of audio, and I encourage everyone to f- try and find it. Uh, it was, I think, during the Nixon administration when uh like aids was a huge thing maybe it wasn't nixon maybe it was carter it was just after it was it was uh carter into reagan yeah the 70s into 80s that's when the big aids epidemic happened Good and so that was we were back at the end of that you know or at, at the end of getting a handle on the aids epidemic at the time yeah and and my point is like if you listen to this audio you hear one reporter who's genuinely interested in the spread of AIDS and like how big of a problem it was. And every other reporter and everybody associated with the white house is like, what are you gay? Do you have AIDS? Like that's, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's the type of world that that I was. Know, I'm laughing. So, that's awful. Right. so you can't be like, uh, what about this AIDS thing? And like, what are you some kind of fake? And like, that's yeah, how it was, yeah. that's how it was done. Like you couldn't be like, I am interested in this for X, Y, and Z. It was just like, you're interested in that because you're that. And I get the fuck out of here. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It was like exactly. it, it was like the seventies and eighties were still the fucking dark ages. In that realm, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was it was still hard for just anybody that was gay or lesbian to come out. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, and to a degree, it still is, mm. but it's not as bad as it was, you know, twenty years ago when I was going through it. And so there's that twenty years of of trying to figure things out, and where does this fit in my life, and what does this mean, and blah 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 blah. blah. Until finally, I just through research on the internet now that's available. You know, everybody's doing a, a personal vlog on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's podcasts, of course. There's blog entries. There's photo journals. There's just so many transgender people out there that are like you and I, putting their story out there on the internet for others. You know, I don't mean like uh, Laverne Cox, who's you know, a, you know, a, an advocate out in the world, or or uh, Jenner. Right. You know, the, the, who are in the face of the public. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about everyday people that someone who's going through the experience that I went through can relate to because they are just like them. They're not the star entity. They're not the, the big, you know, got to watch that show every week thing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're that ind- independent person putting their own story out there, sharing it with the world and answering questions if that's, you know, possible for these people because some people don't some people choose not to answer questions i do i i always say send send me stuff but yeah that's uh, uh that's why i started that second podcast i i had to get my story out and i love the medium and and i still have guests on i uh, just recently had a, a couple guests on and it's uh, trans people telling their story you know getting yeah, it out to the world I'm, I'm interested in in your point of view because now we can just sort of take for granted that friends and family were we're sort of accepting, but what has it been like out in the real world away from people you're related to or know intimately? Has it been, what are the changes you've noticed out in the world as your true self? That is 
uh, overall short answer is blessed. Mm-hmm. Mostly due to where I live in San Diego, California. Yeah, I was going to say like it's, it's the city. It's the you're, city. You're, you're in like a perfect environment for so- that sort of thing. Not like, West Virginia. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So I am, I am blessed to be in California, but I'm a California person. It's where I was born and raised, Los Angeles, San Diego. Been going back and forth for years, and uh, this is this is home. You know, I've got family that's uh, up in Oregon. I've got family that's in the center of the state. Mm-hmm. I've got family that is out in upstate New York. I've got friends that are in Florida. You know, so so I have places that I could retreat to had had the city not been good to me. To places right. that are good, like up in up in uh, uh, Oregon, from everything I hear from friends and family up there, it's a good state. It's a very supportive state. Well, and and Portland, I feel, <laughs> has its own sort of oh yeah, uh, like its its represent uh, reputation precedes it. So I imagine the rest of the state is fairly no right, exactly. Uh, Actually, you step outside of the few major cities, and it's well, it's just like California. You're good in San Diego. You're good at, if you go up to the middle of the state, like San Francisco, Sacramento. You're good. The towns in between, not so much. Kind of sketchy. Yeah. Not so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got he's got that pretty much nailed. It's just like Nevada. Uh, you it, it, there's there's basically two cities, unless you want to count Elko, <laughs> which is barely a city. Reno, fairly accepting. Las Vegas, fairly accepting. Try to avoid everything else. Right. I I feel like we would definitely be having a a drastically different conversation if you lived in Mississippi. We may yes. not even be having this conversation at all. Yeah, yeah exactly. Someone, someone in Mississippi uh, would probably, their goal would be to go what is known as stealth, where yeah. you you instantly blend into your preferred gender identity and no one questions it one bit. Uh, there's only a fall, uh, in the world of transgender people, there is only a small circle who truly are stealth and it's either because it's innate it happens or it's natural or they've been working so hard for years i mean decades to reach that goal that they now have achieved it so yeah, so i mean it's it's I told you about uh, so, ricky, go, right? so going out uh, what D- dave i told you about ricky right ricky I-, I knew a guy in college named ricky who was the most beautiful woman really he, he would he would go to frat parties dressed as the most beautiful Asian woman in the world, and just the boys would be all over him. That's a, then then your friend is trans. Your friend definitely was trans. Oh, if, yeah. if that person was going out and socializing in their preferred identity, their their comfortable identity, their goal identity, so many different words can be thrown around with that. Mm-hmm. Then absolutely, that fits the term of transgender umbrella. It's an umbrella term. There is no black or white under it. It's a full spectrum of the rainbow. I and mean, he definitely identified say, as a as a she. Yeah, and I gotta okay, say, like, there you go. No matter where you are, even if you're in the most accepting utopia that this nation has to offer, it still takes some fucking balls yeah. to to flip that switch. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. It it took. It was. It was a pretty scary time in saying this to friends and family, uh, I actually made a video. And in the first few episodes of my podcast, you can hear the audio to it. And it was, it was just uh, something I posted on Facebook. Uh, I posted it on uh, April 2nd, 2014. Yeah, I remember when that came out and I was watching it and you were like, hey, guess what? This is the, the way it is now. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'm like, yeah. scroll, 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 scroll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, were, you, were in, you were one of the first that responded with, all right, that's cool, man. All right, whatever. Yeah, because like I... I obviously don't identify with any other gender besides my uh, genetically prescribed one, but I, I had like 
even in a similar situation, like I, if I decided that I would, it, there's no real corollary to it unless you're like maybe a super religious person and you come at it to an, as an atheist to your family or something. But even that is still like you're you're not rocking people's concept of genetics and gender and and identification. Right. It's 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 even it's so different because even in coming out as as uh, homosexual or bisexual mm. or pansexual, as the term is now. Oh, we, uh, we, did. we got a few of those. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the pe- more and more people are ex- starting to uh, express this of themselves and share this with the world. And, you know, bravo, because, you know, more voices means more power, which <laughs> is part of the reason I did my I do my show. And. When someone, you know, you have a preconceived conception, oh, this person is straight. Okay, so uh, Uncle Bob is straight. Right, okay. All of a sudden, you see Uncle Bob at Christmas or Thanksgiving, and he says, you know, something's been bothering me for years. I have to say this. I am not straight. I am gay. And so everybody is, oh, Uncle Bob is gay. I, I see. I, I feel like there, there is <laughs> you know, like a generational whoa, cutoff there. Is he going to bring a boyfriend around? What's going to happen? Oh, no. He's going to bring – oh, no. He's going to bring gay into the house. You know, <laughs> however people are <laughs> – No, gonna, you're tracking oh, gay everywhere. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> so no matter how you're, how you're you know, re- responding to that, eventually you're going to be okay as long as you not necessarily see Uncle Bob with his partner. Because you always pictured Uncle Bob – Without a partner, because he never brought a woman around, mm-hmm. you know. So if he never brings his boyfriend, husband, who have you, what significant other, whatever label that's going to be used for them, partner, whatever. If they never, if he never brings that partner around, you're still going to see him as a single person because his outward, outwardly look is not going to change. Right. However, if Uncle Bob at Christmas or Thanksgiving came out and said, "I'm transgender, and now please call me Roberta," number one. <laughs> How you interact with this person now changes because you've got a name change. Usually, not everyone goes through a name change, but right, most do. Uh, then you've got gender pronouns to address. Uh, mm. And then you've got how you interact with this individual because of gender types, which is something that needs to be worked on as well but that's further down the road let's 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 get more let's as the world i mean get more accepting of gender varied identities whether it's non-binary or gender fluid or gender queer or hyper male hyper female whatever it may be just accept people as how they look what is hyper male yeah my same What's question hyper male hyper female yeah uh, imagine if someone walked around the way that the people in magazine, you know, models walk around every day. Oh. And I'm talking done up. Oh. I'm talking male makeup, done up, eyebrows done, hair product, you know, three-piece suit Wasn't or whatever Wasn't that metrosexual it is. back in the day? Uh, probably, yeah. It's so many changes. In- so, it, so it's like your ascribed gender turned up to 11. Yeah, I'll take that. Because <laughs> when you say hyper, you think, okay, this is the farthest that person can take their gender and their gender identity. Right. So I, I imagine, like, you know, almost cartoons of what gender sta- – like like a 1930s Looney Tunes-style cartoon <laughs> character of a certain right. gender. It, it, yeah, exactly. Over-exaggerated. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, that's how some people like to identify. You know, you, you've, no one questions the supermodel who gets takes three hours to get ready, you know. With the tan and right. the lips and the hair and the eyelashes and all that. Nobody, oh, that person's putting herself together. She's looking whatever for this event or, or what have you. But there, it exists on both sides. 
I, I listened and, to a podcast the other day where a teenage girl described her makeup routine, and it sounds like you're painting a house. It can be. She's like, it okay, be. first I had to put on the makeup primer. I'm like, wait, primer? Yeah, primer. Like, yeah, and then yeah. here's the resurfacer. Yeah. We have to do a sandblast. Uh, <laughs> not quite, not quite. But yeah, there's there's a primer or foundation or cover. Yeah. 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 You got a highlight, uh, contour, blush. And... Thank you. Like, with all that, like, the craziest thing is, like, I... Look at a piece of artwork I've, and you'll see what I, makeup takes. Yeah. I had always assumed that we were moving ahead like by leaps and bounds as a society and a species. And I thought, oh, you know, what a great world we live in where Charlie can come out as as a completely not a completely different entity, but like to to people you know, it'll be a completely different entity. Uh, but then like as soon as Trump ran for president, I'm like, oh fuck. Maybe things aren't that great. And I thought, oh, maybe and then i thought oh there's probably a lot more shit going on behind the scenes with you and people like you that i don't even fathom at this point because i didn't problem is that when you give a mouthpiece to the older population (laughs) well and that's the thing like these people didn't come out and and they weren't proud of being racist or homophobic until they had a leader and i was like (laughs) oh fuck so like I, I can. That's why I, my my question earlier was about what is your interaction with the general public? How was it changed? Because I thought before they had a, a sort of a leader to rally them around this racist flag and this this uh, xenophobic flag. If if they're lying in wait and just acting in their personal lives, I was wondering how your interactions were with them. But of course, it's also your part of the country is different, and there's a whole bunch of stuff yeah, going in San Diego, on. You might get a few. He's right. Yeah. He's right. You might get a few if you go to certain areas yeah. or certain locations or certain venues. Uh, it's but overall, the city is the city is a good place to be for 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 any diversity really. Whether it's gay, lesbian, mm-hmm. straight, trans, uh, non-binary, asexual, whatever, wherever you fit, it's a good town, good city for that mm-hmm. variant. It's 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 great. I started uh, learning about all these things recently. We we I I know a couple that recently took on they're they're poly. <laughs> okay. Okay. There's there's something else that's so coming. My yeah. The, well, it's it's mm-hmm. it's an interesting situation, but but I talked to them about it and I said, so what's up? If 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 this and this happens, nobody's going to be hurt. Good. Goodbye. Right. Exactly. That's it. When it comes to that, that's exactly the thing. All right. So no, everybody knows, and nobody's going to get hurt. All and right. They're getting well, married in October. That's what's wow. That's what's good so for them. crazy. My cousin. So a couple years ago, my cousin he started. In becoming polyamorous and he has these two girlfriends and now they live in a house together and it's a two-bedroom house so each girl gets a bedroom and he like kind of goes back and forth and he came to our wedding without them and then started making out with uh, one cousin? Of david's cousin's friends wow like uh, the one that was making out with the girl oh, the guy, <laughs> at the wedding the guy who looked like one of the geico cavemen oh, okay <laughs> so, gotcha so we were all like, well, what the crap? And my uncle asked him and he was like, yeah, you know, it's okay because they said it was okay that, you know, I can oh. go and do whatever with other girls as long as they don't. Well, no, as long as he says it's okay. Well, yeah, they're like the nucleus of the group and they can go out and date other people, but they nobody else can move into the house. You see, yeah, they're, they're like they're like Rome in the Roman Empire. They can expand and, and convert other people, but no one gets into the city unless you got clearance. <laughs> and now each of his girlfriends is going to have a baby. Oh, one God. of them's already had a baby, and the other one's now pregnant, and it's just a household 
with all their little family. You see, Jake and the Cobra just got another. They're they're moving into another apartment with another bedroom. I said they're not going to sleep in. The, uh, Penelope's not going to sleep in the other bedroom. Petunia. What? Petunia. Sorry. Petunia. <laughs> Damn it, Andy. <laughs> we had code names for them. I know you haven't gotten to that podcast yet, Charlie. That, that, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll get there eventually. Jake and the and, Cobra. And here's the thing. Like we are. Like me especially, I consider myself one of the uneducated masses. And you have to listen to my and show. And so, well, and here's the thing: I'm trying to, and it's it's a very difficult process coming from a quote unquote traditional background to now all of these things. Like, because I feel like, but your cousin's gay. Yeah, but gay is similar but different. Uh, right, right. It's that's out, the thing. It's, it's like, inwardly, as I was explaining with the Uncle Bob process. Mm-hmm. If he came out as trans, transgender, and you know, next Thanksgiving, she's there, and Uncle Bob is not, but she is there. You know, Roberta. Yeah, that, she's wearing right, a great dress. Right, exactly, and, and <laughs> nothing flawed. You know, let's just give her credit for for knowing how to to handle the process, which is a whole other thing. Uh, right. Krista can contest as far as makeup goes. That's a big part of it. <laughs> And so, mm. so, so now you've got Aunt Roberta there, and you're awkwardly trying to figure out how to speak to her and how to address her, and what do you talk about? Because if you reflect back, hey, uh, Aunt Roberta, do you remember when we went fishing 20 years ago? <laughs> you know, yeah, I, mean, I can't because it's the same. You talk to them the same way, right? It's exactly. You have to figure out and rethink how you're going to address yeah. this person. It's when a transgender person comes out. It's like dropping a stone into a lake. And as you watch that stone fall to the bottom and it disappears out of sight, you see the rings go outwardly to the coasts and then lap the coasts as they settle. That's what it's like for a transgender person coming out because the people closest to the ring get the biggest splash, which would be family, friends, etc. And then, you know, work and etc. goes out from there because all of those people that get hit with that proverbial splash have their own transition to go through. They now need to rethink how to address him or her, whether it's a trans man or trans woman, you know, is it, how do I address, you know, a memory that I have from 20 years ago, if it's an older trans person and it's tough, it's a tough transition for both people. Uh, Sadly, the, the, uh, what are called SOFAs, significant others, friends, family, and allies, it's an acronym for that. uh, Those Mm. have one of the hardest times and it's all internal. Because they don't physically change. The person mm-hmm. closest to them is physically changing and going through a different process and experiencing life a different way. Uh, oh, as far as going out into the world, uh, it's, at first it's nerve-wracking. At first it's nerve-wracking because you're, you're still trying to figure yourself out and trying to figure out how to react in things. If you've got voice issues, you're working on that. You've you got all this shit in your head and you're just trying to go buy, you know, <laughs> groceries. <laughs> you're listening to Aerosmith songs. Right. You're like, and, hey, you know, even, even, even people who consider themselves progressive, and I like, I would never characterize myself as like a racist or a sexist or anything like that, despite what my on my on air personality may suggest. <laughs> and but but there are situations where you can have a wake up call. Like for instance, I didn't realize I was a racist, but probably am. Because I went to this uh, Hispanic grocery store, and it was in a shamble. Like, did the, they have the full pig heads? N- no, like it wasn't an open air market. I I went to this place, and like it was what? all so so. I went in there, and I was the just place saying was we all had pig heads. That's all. No, I know. Yeah, like yeah. we have the, pig heads in our Hispanic grocery store. So 
Well, yeah, this, same here. You're the odd this man was out. Like, this was like a big chain. It wasn't like a, a small mom and pop thing. It was like a big chain that's all over Arizona. So I, I went in there then and, and like, have pickets. probably like, so okay, no pig heads. We've established that <laughs> fairly confidently. No pig heads at this place, but Got the it. place was a fucking disaster. Like all the shelves were empty. There was stuff knocked over all over the place. I'm like, what a fucking dirty ass grocery store. If this were a white grocery store, whatever. <laughs> and, and I was in line and, um, and I hadn't actually had those thoughts like in my head. I was like, oh, this place is kind of a, kind of a wreck. And as I was checking out, the lady uh, in front of me was talking to the cashier. She's like, yeah, we're closing our doors in about uh, 20 days. And I'm like, oh, that's why this place is a wreck. And then I was like, oh, fuck, I'm a racist. <laughs> I was I was ready to to condemn this place for not being like a fries or any of those big chains. This was this one c- catered to to Latin Americans. And I was like, what a fucking dump. And I, I, as I was staying there in line holding my purchases, I was like, oh, fuck. And I, I don't even account myself a racist, but I can only imagine like what racist. what people who are, you know, I, I've never come out and said the white race is the best race or uh, heterosexuals are the best and everything else is gross. Uh, I'm I, I consider myself fairly uh, inclusive, but there's still in the best of us culturally we've been conditioned whether or not we accept it ourselves like there's a part of us that's like uh hey, what's different is weird and gross <laughs> and and uh, yeah it's upbringing and i can't and that's the thing like it's also like due to locality and like all your friends growing up and like because environment and all that yeah yeah there's tons of it's- shit going on so i can only imagine like if someone who is ready to accept someone's lifestyle change or whatever it, it it makes me wonder about what is lurking under the surface of most people. And even even with it, even with your upbringing, I have a, a skewed upbringing kind of here. There's another Andy in my family on my the in the the family that my brother married into. There's a gay Andy. He's gay Andy. <laughs> now it's an easy way to separate it. Yeah, they're they're very Catholic, yeah. but <laughs> over time they came to accept. You know, gay Andy, and and he's he's still Catholic. He still does all the all the stuff. But when all the gay marriage stuff came up, my mother was like, "Oh, those gays want to get married." And I was like, "Well, what about what about Andy?" And and she was like, "Well, of course he should be able to get married." <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like the ones you know are the quote unquote good ones. So uh, I don't know. I can I can only imagine the types of issues that you probably have to confront and deal with on a daily basis. Whereas I only have to deal with them when something is out of the ordinary and I have to be like, Oh, that's different. Why do I feel like I do when this is presented? Whereas you, I'm sure have to do uh, that essential formula much more than I do because you're coming from a, a different perspective where you have to, I mean, do you get what I'm saying here? I can't really eloquently, uh, no, you're you're right. It's a different it's a different set of circumstances. It's it's walking in someone else's shoes is mm-hmm. what it really boils all down to. Is just and it's it's quite an experiment when you stop and think about it from your perspective because you might go as far as one year dressing up for Halloween. A lot of people do. A lot of people have fun with it. It's a once mm-hmm. once in a lifetime thing, once a year thing, going to a party, whatever. So you do it just for shits and giggles and because it matches some theme that's going on. Okay. Let's just say that, you know, you and a couple buddies are are doing it, you know, whatever it is. And let's just say that this Halloween party happens early in October, two weeks before Halloween. 
Because that shit happens all the time. People are busy right. on Halloween night, so things yeah. happen happen around the 15th or the 14th or the 13th or shit. Sure. Some people happen at the first of the month, you know? It's all of October now. And let's just say that this is in the middle of October, Friday night, Saturday night, whatever. And you have to run into the store to pick up a six-pack of beer or whatever it is that you're bringing to the party. You know, a vegetable tray or something mm-hmm. like that. Well, be, because because vegetable be, tray, you're the boring guest, <laughs> <laughs> or you know, some guacamole dip, or or some you know chili or something, you know, whatever it is, you got to stop in at the store to pick up the last thing, whatever it is. You're running in, you're running out, and in that run in, run out, you've been to the grocery store so many times, you know exactly what it is that you're getting, you know exactly where it is, you have the exact change and whatever. You're 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 so used to getting this thing. Well, in that short period of time, because you are now to the rest of the world looking like whatever this female entity you are for Halloween, mm-hmm. you'll now be addressed and at first responded to as that person because, you know, you put some time and effort into it. Right. It would be that experience because someone would address you as, ma'am, how can I help you? What, what that's, you know, 1384, ma'am. Here's your change, ma'am, or whatever it is. And that's just going to throw you just a smidge. You'll be, whoa, yes, whoa, okay, that's right. It's that sort of feeling in the very beginning because you're now being addressed in a way you've never been addressed before. And the feeling after that is usually like, yeah, this is great. This is good. This is this feels right. You, as for Halloween, would be like, oh, no, it's a Halloween. You've got a thing and party around the corner. <laughs> you know? No, 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 no. It, it's, it's fine. I, I, I'm just a lady right now. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. Be a we, man we're going for the contest. A $100 Starbucks card. You know, you can't drop that. So I, I, I did win $25 for a, oh, shit, some fast food restaurant being Britney Spears at Homecoming. Good okay, Lord. see, there you go. There you go. And I'm a exactly. hideous woman. There you go. See, that's the, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Somebody, whoa, hey, okay, so you put some effort into it to win a contest because it's fun. It's Halloween. Well, in that awkward sense of being addressed for the four minutes, five minutes running in and out of the store, that awkward put setting, you'll be like, hey, whoa, that's kind of odd. I've never experienced that before. That's 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 the closest it comes to being, you know, out of your element that I can relate to you. Uh, but that's the beginning of it. You're out there and you're starting to, to be addressed and accepted and, uh, not questioned about how, how you look. It's, it's a very liberating, very freeing thing. And I do again, feel blessed that uh, to use an old term, I know I passed, you know, in, in the sense of going out Mm -hmm. and it was, uh, I've told this story before. It it was just an amazing experience to be out and, uh, addressing the world. As I ha- in the identity that I hid in a closet for twenty plus years. Well, and okay, so here's here's a question I've had that. So I, you know, there is various sides to this issue where, like, some gay and lesbian people don't like being lumped in with transgender and vice versa, and and I kind of get the idea behind that, but I've also come across the argument where there are people who identify as animals as mythical beings as whatever and their argument is always it's just like being gay it's just like being transgender except inside i'm a wolf like how do you respond to that that i can't respond too much to because i've never come across it uh if a person feels that way about themselves i mean good for them for addressing it because it is not of our nature to be an animal. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like uh, it's... I think I think I think some therapy 
might be at hand if they if they're <laughs> having a hard time, you know, separating reality and fantasy. It it is the other kin it's, it's time situation. to start talking to somebody. Yeah, Have it, you heard it, of other kin, Charlie? The what? Other kin. That, right, that, that, that's where you believe that deep down you're a fairy or an elf or some some somehow I'm a centaur. Huh. I I have I've missed that train, but I miss a lot of trains. The way I I sort of like it too is okay. So like. If someone were transgender and someone's like, oh, I'm actually a wolf, that's like a lot like being transgender because it's a different identity. That's like if you go into a Catholic church, a church dressed as Jesus, and you're like, hey, I'm actually Jesus. Like, I feel like that's a huge fucking insult to the people you're trying to liken yourself to. Little, I also feel a like, bit different than the Jesus thing, but okay. I'll but I felt like we've been rude here. Uh, do you prefer to be Charlie or Sabrina? Ah, okay. Well, now... Let's jump ahead to episode 52 of my podcast. Uh, it, was, it was right around the year mark, but it actually happened a, you know, a couple months before the year mark. Uh, after being out as transgender and living life as a woman for uh, two and change years, uh, I, I, I went through another exploration of self because that's really what the ball is. It's, it's, it's con once you open that door, you know, that closet per se, right. uh, you're constantly finding yourself, identifying yourself, and coming out. Because, yes, I put the video out, came out to all my friends in, on Facebook. But what I had done before that was first sat my wife down, came out to her, well, came out to myself, mm -hmm. then, then came out to her, then came out to a small circle of friends, like six, seven people, I think, maybe ten. And then months went by. Then I came out to everybody on Facebook, and in those few months that went by, I came out to my family. I wrote a letter to my family, all my family members, like 30-something letters. I mean, ha snail mail, you know, typed out, written <laughs> letters. <mail>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, sent it to them and said, this is what it is. And they were like, okay. Most of them were pretty okay. Some of them still are like, I don't get it, but I don't see these people regularly. Uh, you know, they're, they're halfway across the country. So we don't we don't interact. So it's not like I need to be that close to them. I mean, I'm close to them on Facebook, and that's about as close as it can be. But once I came out to my family, then I came out to Facebook. So it was like it was like that ripple on a lake. It spread outward, mm -hmm. and so there was you know three four times of coming out, just coming out to get it over with. Then there's the people that haven't seen you in years. And they're like, hey, how are you? You're friends with somebody else on Facebook. Remember me? We knew each other, you know, 20-something, 30 years ago. The people <laughs> where you don't remember their name unless it's on Facebook? Kind of, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so it's like, wow, okay, well, here, here's a link to my coming out video. I did this, blah, 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 you know, here's this thing. And they're like, okay. And most people have been very gracious and very accepting, and it's actually been a positive, wonderful uh, uh, process. And I'm very blessed. Yes, I am very blessed and lucky. And it's, it's like I said, I lost a few friends along the way, a couple of family members along the way, gained some others. They, they, grew, they grew a little closer when I came out, which was nice. Uh, friends and family. Mm -hmm. and well, you know what they say about people who aren't supportive of you? It, I, I suppose not fuck them, but fuck them. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, exactly. If, if, if they can't accept you taking this step to find yourself, be okay with yourself, live with yourself, be able to look in the mirror at yourself and be happy, then the question really comes around, are they worth it to have in your life? If they're family, how often do you see these people? All right, so you bite your lip, you bite your tongue, you deal with the six-hour, eight-hour family reunion, and then you move <laughs> on. 
you know, or whatever it's going to be. And and that's that. But I, I realize that my process has been very blessed and on the upside. Not everybody has it, which is another reason I put my show out to let everybody know, hey, it's it's not that I'm special or anything. This is just me, how I am doing my thing. But uh, back to episode 52, in that to and change your process, I realized that there are aspects of the male self of myself that I had lived with for 40-something years at this point that I missed. And in self-realization and thinking and therapy and such, I realized, you know, I'm not so much transgender, being a trans woman and the transition process, but I myself identify with another umbrella term, which is actually under the transgender umbrella, and that's gender queer. Mm-hmm. Uh, some some people interchange the term gender fluid. Uh, there is some there differences. Yeah, there is some differences between them. A lot of people at this point don't know the differences, so I, I use both basically interchangeably. Uh, I have a personal connection with the word queer. I was teased with it as a child in, in middle school and elementary. Hey, weren't we all? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so, a janitor so, now, which is not the most illustrious of jobs. But wow, when okay. people, when, when th- there's always high schoolers and stuff playing basketball and all that, and their friends run, drive by and just yell queer, and I'm like, wow, you oh, guys are right, that's pretty it. straightforward. That's <laughs> it, yeah. There's a lot of faggots. Well, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they, here's, yeah. Here's the thing. It. I feel like when when someone you know comes out and and does this sort of world shaking event, it does make you feel like, what if I did that? And it makes you take stock of like the people you know. Because I so and you may mother. well yeah yeah you may or may not have, have have sort of had a picture of what would happen in your mind, Charlie. But I feel like if I did, I was in your place, surrounded by my family. That I like going down the line. I feel like everyone in my family would be cool with it. Like my dad would probably be a little weirded out because he's sort of, you know, the fi- he was raised in the the fifties and sixties or whatever. He has so a ham radio hut. Yeah. Wow. But I feel wow. like my well, I had my to wait mom. Till both my parents died. That was part of the thing. I had to realize Ooh. that. Yeah, my father yeah. passed in two thousand one. My mom in two thousand thirteen. But but even even beyond that, like your friends and family, I'm sure. As you were going through, and like maybe while you were writing that letter, you were probably picking out people in your head, thinking this person's going to react this way, this person's going to react this way. This oh, one yeah. may be a wild card, right? Oh, and yeah. it, it it really makes you take stock of like your relationships in in an interesting way. Yes, yes, it does. Absolutely, absolutely. There were people that I thought would run, quote unquote, uh-huh. that ended up sticking around. There were people that I thought would be very supportive and embrace it and all that 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 ran away. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, uh, there were some that were that, that, that like I said, they came a little closer uh, and it was it, it's it's overall been a good process for me personally. My it's 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 been positive. And I think that's because as a whole, my family has always been a little more progressive thinking than their yeah. current generation. I mean, my father, not so much. My father was born in 1924. So he had a very yeah he was he was an old I, he was fifty something when I was born I was his last marriage last kid fifty wow. something yeah yeah I'm horrible on wow. math so uh, yeah so so he was he was older all all, all my life and so I the, I had that his life you know his thought process from you know twenty thirty years before influenced growing up which had its both positives and negatives to it. Uh, my mother, who was born in 1940, had a whole other set of thoughts and beliefs and things like that, and her process in growing up and becoming her own identity and uh, uh, and, and all that. So, so there was a lot of influences that were quote unquote old school 
compared to a lot of my uh, classmates and things. Uh, you know, I was the last marriage, last child to both my parents. So they were a little older. They had, I, I had some half siblings on uh, my mother's side, some siblings on my father's side that I never met. Uh, and so, so I had an old school thinking brought, brought up, which is part of the reason it took me you know, 20 years to come to this. But my sisters were always a little more progressively thinking. And that's because they were raised in the 60s, 70s mm-hmm. and, and had children young. So they, 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 they've already been through tons of processes themselves because there's, like I said, they're my half-sisters. So there's like six, six and seven years between, no, no, uh, 11 and 12 years between us. And so in coming out to them and their children, their children were more like my age. There's, uh, there's only like six, seven years between myself and my o- oldest niece and nephew. Yep. So yeah. So there. So, got, so I got the same situation. My my oldest nephew is a year older than I am. Okay. Wow. That's <laughs> odd. That's odd. That's odd. But uh, yeah, it's 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 like that. It's 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 been a good dynamic to to be able to come out to these people and them be open about it because they are only eleven and twelve years older than I am. My sisters, but their children are are basically my age. So they've they've had friends that have gone through it. They they know other LGBT people. Um, and their children are are even more progressive because it's 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 the culture society's leaning that way. It's a more open and equal thinking process now for the for young children. I mean, my my kid's three and a half, and the educational material that's out there is everybody is equal, which is oh, yeah. really a good way to approach it at, at such a young age. And here's here's the way to think of it: Are you hurting other people? Nah. Are you hurting yourself? Nah. Fuck it. Right, exactly. That mentality. That Are you bettering yourself? In. Sure. Are you bettering the people next to you? Yes. So? Yeah, that's uh, we we've definitely have come a long way as a species. Uh there's still quite a bit more to go and especially now things they're moving like a lot quicker. I feel like the next generation after Andy and mine will be a lot more uh, better. Yeah, for lack of a better term, like there's like Trung, he's, you know, the generation after us, essentially, and he's going to be growing up in a world where everyone is everything they want to be because they don't have to uh, hide it. Right. And, exactly. And it's it's going to be interesting. And there's going to be a lot of people being, uh, you know, pulled behind trucks into the current mindset with their hands, you know, dug into the dirt because they're, they're not going to want to. But, I mean, you know, like everything, it's going to sort of all come out in the wash. We never landed on Charlie or Sabrina. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, Char- oh, that's right. That's right. So episode 52, I came out as genderqueer. And in that, I said, you know, I like both names. I've always liked my name, Charlie. Uh, I've, I've, ever since I selected it, I've loved the name Sabrina. So however like people witch. want to. Uh, actually, it was before that. <laughs> it was yeah i chose it before that i chose it when the remake of the movie sabrina came out with harrison ford and julia ormond and greg kinnear the original with humphrey bogart is amazing the remake it's okay for well, when it, for when it was done well yeah humphrey bogart is amazing uh but uh, <laughs> the remake was okay for when it was made which was the early 90s if i remember correctly yeah ni- 95 it looks like okay so yeah so it was i mean if it came out in 95 you know it was made in 93 94 mm-hmm. you know whenever it was shot and then put together so it, it so that means it was written in the late 80s so so you got to think of that going into watching this remake of it it suits the time period perfectly 
if you're open to the time period. Mm-hmm. Does it stand up? No, not so much. It's okay, but it's not. It's great for the time period. Um, so that so when that movie came out is when I chose the name, and so it's been that way since. So when I came out as gender queer, I said, you know, Charlie luckily works as both a feminine and a masculine name, so fantastic. That's usually how I introduce myself. Sabrina obviously works for the fem side, so however you want to address me is fine by me. <laughs> it's fine by me. And the same is true with pronouns. Uh, and that's because I go I go between both. I, I, I fluctuate. I blend both. I, I uh, Some days I'm more masculine. Some days I'm more feminine. It just all depends on what's going on, how I feel. So you don't need the zhizh or... No, God, all no. Those, <laughs> those I don't... Those I do not understand. Power to them for the people that really feel they need those, those <sighs> made-up words. Or, you know, rehashed words or something, but yeah, I feel no, like I that's don't. treading dangerously close to I am an elf. Well like, like I said before, I'm a Phil Calkin and my pronouns are Sue Sue Studio. Stupid. Wait, I feel like it well, you know, whatever. It, it's all there's I just a go lot by of the, this stuff. By the gender neutral pronoun. I go by they. I mean when when we're talking about gender things specifically, I usually go by they. But if I'm looking masculine and somebody address me as addresses me in the you know he fine. If I'm looking feminine and somebody addresses me as she fine. What throws me is when I'm not trying to look anyway at all, and I get misgendered in the sense that okay today I'm feeling kind of masculine, and somebody says okay ma'am, or uh, or I'm uh, feeling a little more feminine, and somebody's like all right sir. It's you like, don't yeah. give him a tiger uppercut afterwards. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> no, not so much because they're usually not doing it maliciously. It's, yeah, there's, it's, there's that, more... it's that line of maliciousness or not. And that, and that usually doesn't happen. Yeah, there's there's more depth to this than, like, anyone could ever cover in... The hour already and a half. An hour and 30 minutes. Yeah, so I, like, it's, it's, y- your story is fascinating, I am... Which is uh, why I do my weekly show. Ta-da! Yes. I do it in Stitcher. Like the 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 courage that you have presented uh, is is incredible, and I don't even think I could do it. Yeah, but I, I speaking for myself, if if I were to feel like you felt, it would be a little ball deep inside my chest that would just oh. be there forever. Well, it could be that. <laughs> kind of feels that way before coming out because it's a big release. It's a it's a big sigh of relief. Well, you know, your story is, is infinitely fascinating, and, uh, you know, there's a, there's a whole lot more that, that I would like to go over, but, you know, uh, in, in in interest of the show, moving on, you know, we'll probably have you back on and we'll talk about other things. Sure, yeah. Who, who knows? Because it's, it's all... I, I'm, I'm fascinated with different points of view, and this is one that you're not going to find all that often, I feel. You know, so... There's a lot there, and I'm I'm uh, grateful for you to come on the show and talk about it with us. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. You're very welcome. It's a, so, it's a pleasure to be here. All right, Dave, why don't you send us into commercial? Hey, guys, this is Dave from FFOP Radio. You're listening to Changes in Latitudes. Uh, and now, you know, here's a word from our sponsor and such. When you need a professional who specializes in writing, photography, or web design, contact Tom Slayton. At Tom's website, TomSlayton.com, you'll find brilliant WordPress themes, discounts and links for fantastic online services, and sage wisdom from the master himself, Tom Slayton. TomSlayton.com even features a wonderful eclectic collection of photographs seldom seen elsewhere. 
visit TomSlayton.com. That's T-O-M-S-L-A-T-I-N.com. Tom Slayton, TomSlayton.com. Tom, thanks so much for sponsoring the show. Folks, this week I'm looking at TomSlayton.com forward slash abandoned schoolhouse. Now, this particular picture is just, it's one of those pictures where, you know, it's worth a thousand words. It's just so beautiful in what it contains. It's got a brilliant cobalt blue sky with this decrepit old, I mean, it looks like it's 50, 60, 70, maybe a hundred years old. And I wouldn't even guess it to be a schoolhouse, to be quite honest. It just looks like an abandoned shack or building or barn. Well, not quite a barn, but storage shed sort of thing. A homemade built storage shed is what it looks like. And it is just, the story behind this building is what I want to know. Where did it come from? Who built it? Why did it get abandoned? Why did it get left alone? Is there anything inside left from the previous occupants? These are all the things that cross my mind when this happens. So if you haven't checked it out, go check out TomSlayton.com forward slash Abandoned Schoolhouse and tell them Charlie sent you. And now back to my conversation with FFOB Radio. So let's, you know, we're going to keep steamrolling right through the show. So, you know. Straight to my bit. Straight to Andy there. Uh, you know, and of course, you're a listener, so you you know full well that Andy's uh, favorite uh, contribution is creeping on Craigslist. I have looked upon the dark corners of the internet. I have seen satanic rituals, bees in jars, and adult infants. I pushed through this jungle and beheld bathtubs of noodles and desecrated train tracks. Still, I moved on, not knowing what horrors I would uncover. The darkest heart of the Congo and the Amazon were paradise compared to this. I'm still here. It won't let me leave. But perhaps the tales I uncover will keep you from making the same mistake. This is Creeping on Craigslist. Boom. Andy, what have you got for us this week? I've got Lecom Student Wanted in Erie, Indiana. What the hell does that mean? I don't... Well, you're going to find out. All right. I'm game. Wanted. Medical student to perform vasectomy. Oh. Oh. Okay. (laughs) So you're looking for someone who's about to go pro... But you want it, you want them at triple eight prices. Yeah, you you go pro, man. <laughs> um, it's a pretty simple procedure. Sure, yeah. I mean I couldn't do it. We'll just get in there and snip the snip the tubes, whatever That's tubes all. you find. Uh, I so there, there's a very important tube running through there, though. That I feel like if you did snip it, there'd be a problem. Sure, whatever. Like you don't Come on. you don't want your balls filling up with whiz like a water balloon. <laughs> That's why we're looking for a medical student. Well, yeah, that, so uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, it may seem s- simple to someone in medical school. I mean, I could try, but I probably wouldn't do great. I can supply the sutures from Amazon. Well, they An sell... anesthetic, also Amazon. They sell that on Amazon? I guess they do. Wow. Damn. That's, that's, pretty, uh, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. You can come to my house or I can come to you. Uh. I, I feel right? like if they came to my house, it'd be better. Uh, I mean, kind of, but it depends. Like, if they're a real, 
what you call it, like really into the whole being a, a medical student thing, maybe they'd have like a, a, a clean room for I you. I feel like nobody's being into a medical student. They want to be a doctor eventually. I'm well, not, yeah, but uh, I'm not seeing anesthetic on uh, I I just did a search for, for vasectomy sutures and I didn't see any. So I don't know where well, he's searching. Maybe this guy's lying to us and he found these things elsewhere. Um, I work full time and do have insurance, but it's a high deductible plan. So really, I don't have any insurance. Yeah, like that's the problem with insurance companies today, guys. This is a real hard-hitting ad. Oh, I, I forgot <laughs> to put compensation negotiable. Well, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to – no one's going to uh, – I feel like there's a sliding scale here. Here are I the found- facts about me. 41-year-old, healthy male, six mm. foot, 230 pounds. Oh, why does that matter? Maybe your balls would be fatter. So he's heavier. Yeah, he's definitely on the heavier side. I found uh, vasectomy sets with forceps. Got fat balls. Oh, good. Yeah. Does it have the sutures? Uh, no suture. No scalpel vasectomy set. It's a whole bunch of um, forceps. But it does have the sutures. Yeah, you could easily swap in a buck knife. You can get a Walmart yeah. $15. Anything. I don't know why the next fact matters. Three children. Well, because he's done having kids. He well, want yeah, he wants you to rest at ease. Like he's not like he's already spread his genetic material. Yeah. He's like not denying the world, you know, smaller clones of himself. No health problems. Good. Cool. Good for you. That's good. Yeah, I mean, not taking any prescriptions. Also good. Maybe I feel like this guy must have like got a checklist from his doctor of the shit he'd need. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll look over this at home. And he's like typing the ad like oh, probably. Frequently, frequently consulting it over his left shoulder. You could have taken a picture. <laughs> Non-smoking, no drugs. Okay. That's good. Good for you. Yeah. Good. High threshold for pain, so no need for anesthesia. Bullshit. Oh, that's gonna hurt real bad. Yeah, I don't care how. Like you have an, you could have an iron will. If someone is cutting open your balls to to snip some shit in there, you're gonna want something. It feels yeah. like that's the most sensitive part of my body. And the guys, what? the guys I assisted with vasectomies used to just mainly have Valium, and then they were just relaxed and didn't care. I feel like I would care. We're we're driving further and further down the the pole here. Willing to sign slash notarize anything if you feel it is legally necessary, I don't even need to know your name. That's weird. That's weird. (laughs) And he's like, is this guy a notary public? Is that why he's offering? Yeah, I guess he's just a notary. He's he's waiting for the... (laughs) I will notarize anything you want. Just please give me a vasectomy. I will handle surgery prep, hair removal. Oh, so oh, yeah. he's like, hey, I'll shave my own balls. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> That's bizarre. Pay cash at time of service. Well, of course. Like, That's good. <laughs> well, it's a COD vasectomy. <laughs> well, yeah, like you're not going to write the guy a check. Like he doesn't have. Bill well, me. Yeah, it's, oh, can, you, can you send that to my house? I got to get this on record for, you know, tax seasons coming up. <laughs> Uh, serious inquiries only thank you wow i don't know if i feel I would... like this guy is gonna die of blood loss in somebody else's bedroom well i mean they need to cauterize stuff yeah this guy's I... gonna have to like, i realize that people you know the internet is making more and more geniuses every day because anyone can look up anything they want and become uh an expert on the matter but i feel like it's lulling people into a false sense of security yeah. because i don't like Sure, he's asking for a medical student, but it, he, I don't remember him asking for any documentation that they're in medical school. Well, he doesn't even need their name. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. even need their fucking name. He can wear a mask the whole time, too. He doesn't yeah. even know what he looks like. 
Lamont Cranston could be giving this guy a, a vasectomy, and then <laughs> he Lamont his, Cranston, yeah, very much Playboy about town, <laughs> yeah, and then he he pulls his hat down and poof, he's gotten a puff of smoke, and, and and you're just there with your nuts hanging out. Well, and he's also forgetting. He's also like it's like a piece of butcher paper with his dick pushed through. But I, you know, you also have to go in for checkups to make sure that the, the right thing was snipped and that all your well, they have right? kits for that on Amazon. Sperm test kits. You can do it yourself at home. You just need to like, get the kits. Is that the state that our medical yep. like establishment is? Like people are willing to go to a stranger's house to have them cut into their balls mm. instead yes. of going to a doctor? Welcome to America, motherfucker. Well, I mean, that's kind of like all the natural shit that's going on now, too. I mean, you get midwives coming to your house and delivering your baby instead of going to the hospital and getting... Real well, but midwives actually have to be certified, right? Okay, then you have doulas coming to your house and with no and shooting medical... each other with pistols. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> medical oil Andrew Jackson, you. what are you doing here? Uh. <laughs> uh, you know, that's the thing. We're we're from a generation where we grew up with no problems, like. In the old days, people died in childbirth, getting eaten by tigers, you know, wolves, <laughs> unsanitary conditions or whatever. And, and we've grown up with no problem. So we're like, you know what? We've come to distrust the things that got us out of the shit that was human history before, like, science. Mm-hmm. And I, people, for whatever reason, are sick of having uh, comfort. Because <laughs> there are so many people who are like, you know what? I'd love to go to a hospital and get, you know clean and sterile conditions when I had my baby when I could just easily crap it out into a kiddie pool in my backyard. Well, let me tell you, the other day when I had my procedure or the other procedure, and I didn't want to have a lidocaine shot, but let me tell you, that was probably the best thing that they did to me because I it, it would have been terrible if I didn't get it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, like it's it started, like, people are doing, like, the paleo diet or whatever because they're like, oh, you know... People, you know, you're eating fresh fruits and vegetables, but they're also like, hey, I'm going to be on a paleo medical plan where like trepanning is still an okay thing to do. And like, if you have a bum tooth, you knock it out with a rock. (laughs) Yeah. Like why (laughs) medical technology is there. And and we have such long lifespans because of that advancement. And people are actively shunning it to be like, you know, who had it right? Renaissance era doctors who had no concept of germs mm-hmm. or bacteria and it blows my goddamn mind yep. that, that that was that was creeping on craigslist that's crazy andy <laughs> i don't think there's there's no medical procedure i can think of that i'd be okay going to someone's private home and having them do no I even feel like I when I get acupuncture, I'm going into like a corporate building of my work and going into like an office room where there should be like computers and stuff. And I'm laying on a table. It's still weird. It's not like a doctor's office or. Yeah, it, I don't know. It's there's a lot of shit going on. That's very weird here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to make like as if this show weren't like fucked up enough. Here's Adam. <laughs> Because apparently Andy got tired of being on the show. I don't know. He he whispered and gestured me over, and now I'm here. I bet he had Boy. to here's, Charlie, here's the thing. Usually what happens is, when we dedicate the show to someone, it's a fucking shit show. Everything that can go wrong does go wrong. And now that you're on the show and we're dedicating it to you, it's even worse. So I apologize. Well, Look, it's okay. Nobody told me you guys would already be recording. <laughs> I did. There, there was no reason for me to assume... Yeah. 
to not barge in here. Mm. Oh, but we always record this early. Well, whatever. So well, welcome I told to the you. show, Adam. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. <laughs> you're just you're just in time for uh, you know the last part of the show, our our death rattle, if you will. It's uh, news from abroad. Okay, Krista, what do you got in the news? Oh, I'm Michael. so glad I passed up all my responsibility. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Pull your heads out of each other's asses <laughs> and, and show our guests some goddamn respect. That's all I ask. <laughs> oh, my God. So go ahead, Krista. Uh, Michael Banks, age 27, had to be winched to safety <laughs> after he became stuck on a sheer ledge during Help his Help somebody descent. winch me. <laughs> Somebody get a medical winch. <laughs> I don't know a lot uh, about my situation, but I know I need to be winched. <laughs> uh, most men require a large rock when planning a marriage proposal, but ra- but rather than a diamond ring, Michael Banks had something more adventurous in mind. The daredevil romantic climbed 600 feet to the top of to top of one to find the perfect to perch to pop the question to his girlfriend via FaceTime. Well, what if? Now, this is totally unrelated, but what if I started a rescue company and I called it Glenda the Good Winch? Mm. Right? We'll specialize in winching. Yeah, like if you're stuck somewhere, call Glenda, Glenda the Good Winch. Not, not to be confused with the, the wicked lynch of the West. Not lynch. We're not killing people. Yeah, we're saving them. Wicked. Yeah, the wicked lynch. So while he was FaceTiming his girlfriend to propose on a mountain, he became stuck on a sheer ledge after he tried to tackle a different path on his way back down. Well, so she was probably sitting at her desk at work eating a muffin. Yeah. And he's like, oh, man, I'm living this extreme lifestyle. Let's get married. Oh, but here, I, I phone up here. Do, do, do. Hey, look, here's a mountain. And P.S. Want to get married? That's- P.S. and help. That's I do, and I will. <laughs> <laughs> An emergency helicopter crew was scrambled was scrambled and winched a shaken Mr. Banks safely uh during the dramatic rescue on Morrow Rock, California. I usually well, at like least... my rescue crews over easy. <laughs> it'll it'll be a memorable experience for them both. Uh, we're pleased to report that she said yes, but it's gotten off to a rocky start. Ha ha ha. Yeah, with the expenses of having to call all the, the helicopters. Yeah. yeah. This news story brought to you by Glenda the Good Winch. <laughs> Follow the yellow brick. This is where the metaphor falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> but I Follow only it employ... to the end of the metaphor. Yeah, I only employ midgets. Bam. <laughs> um... In Florida, a drug drug yeah a drug suspect attempted to flee from Florida police atop his hoverboard, what? but was captured after abandoning his two wheel getaway was gadget. Later that <laughs> yeah, it's like... those it's those two wheeled things that everybody's getting for Christmas. Oh, oh I thought maybe things. maybe yeah. Doc Brown was wanted for questioning. No. <laughs> Um, according Good to Lord. Clearwater Police, an officer spotted Jerome Dennis, age twenty, at a known drug residence. 
Um, according to the affidavit, a strong odor was uh, of marijuana was coming from him. Doc, I need to post my bail. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, how, what a letdown it would be if, like, you did create a time machine in 1985 and you travel the present day and you're like, where are the hoverboards? Oh, you can pick those up at the mall. And then you get there and it's a fucking kiosk <laughs> with those two wheel things. What the shit is this? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, the, the future sucks. <laughs> um, when a uniformed cop approached the suspect attempted to flee on his hoverboard and then on foot after being before being apprehended yeah, um, by I, biff yeah he probably biffed it it didn't say if he did or not but i'm assuming he probably officer fell on biff his face Tannen. yeah officer biff Tannen. <laughs> he, he, he narrowly escaped arrest by dumping manure on him yeah when, when he falls off the board the officer's like looks like your greatest enemy was biff and then he shoves his face into some shit <laughs> this, is, this is funny it says the affidavit does not indicate how fast his hoverboard was traveling though most self-balancing scooters yeah. do not approach 10 miles per hour nor <laughs> For- nor did the cops disclose whether the hoverboard was impounded <laughs> yeah, this this one had a very experimental uh v10 engine <laughs> so i mean he was fucking Really tearing down the street. He was approaching speeds of 20 miles an hour. <laughs> so he was set on a $1,500 bond for marijuana possession. And and not only that, but like even an out of shape human, I feel, could outrun one of those hoverboards. Yeah. Maybe that's I mean, how he eluded capture for so long is because he was going that speed that's like awkwardly in between walking and jogging. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah so they, couldn't, they couldn't figure it out. And they're like trailing behind him. They're like they kept, galloping. They kept overtaking him and falling yeah. behind like concurrently. What I would do, now this is a brilliant idea that I don't want anybody to steal. Hmm. Replace so the, it on the air. Yeah. Replace the tires on those things because tires have a very distinct tread. Maybe you switch it out for something that looks like the bottom of a snake. And then you think, oh, a man rode off on a couple of snakes. It's not a great idea, but it's something <laughs> I'm thinking. Just put some flares up Might there. Might throw them off the trail that. for a few seconds. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, oh, this place, uh, a couple of boa constrictors got out of here pretty quick. <laughs> so. Sex workers share clients' strangest requests, including muscle biting, elbow rubbing, and saucier oh, suggestions. I thought her name was Cher. Sherry? N- no, we can call her Cher. Sex worker Cher. Like, huh? Sex workers are the secret keepers of the intimate world, but ha- but some have spilled the beans at- on the oddest requests. That age society. Secret? Like, yeah, they're like a, a, a very long running order of a secret society if like you have to take an oath it's like being in the skull and bones it's like hipaa only not (laughs) they make you sign a bunch of legal documents about people's weird sexual shit you can't talk about yeah the the hipaa erotic oath (laughs) um one woman said i had a very muscular guy come in who who would shower then once he was clean would flex and want me to sink my teeth into his muscles and chew on him yeah take a bite of that apple that's (laughs) weird (laughs) another person said one guy paid for a private show and asked me to take my laptop to the bathroom and completely submerge myself in water for as long as i could i was under for maybe 45 seconds and when i came up he left the room i still wonder (laughs) what he got out of that The, or also, what's the missing piece of the laptop? I don't know. She doesn't say. It's like, oh man, you know what? I could really jerk off to right about now. Someone checking their email while in a oh, bathtub. Oh no! Well, he probably did. She probably had a video camera and he was watching it from the other room. Maybe. So he wasn't even there. Uh, yeah, he may he may have been just watching it. 
from the it's other so room. Weird. And he, like he just he's like, okay, I'm done, and See logs you. off. Yeah. And she, <laughs> that's a fucking weird thing. All to I do. can handle. You know, most of these weird fetishes, you can somehow like reverse engineer them to like, oh, this guy had this happen over. He likes this. There, but like there's stuff like this where you're like, where did that come from? Yeah, it was like a it was a Houdini fetish. Like hit the next step, he's he's gonna have a lady like chained to her ankles upside down in a tank. Oh man, he better not ever go see Penn and Teller. Mm. That seat will be a wreck. <laughs> um, a waitress. We need to clean up. <laughs> a waitress at a strip club revealed one dude came in and asked girls to let him rub their elbows. Hmm. Um, <laughs> when it comes to the professions, uh, there's a sexy dentist one, I guess. A guy, a guy laid me out That's on a table. The least of the of the sexy professions. Yeah. Oh, wait. So he's not even no like the patient. So listen, he he has her lay out on a table, take off her shoes, gets out a set of dental picks and mirrors and an electric toothbrush, and does a dental exam on his fe- on her feet yeah. for an hour. On the feet? On her feet. Checking so for cavities. So it's not a dental exam. <laughs> Checking- Turns out there's well, no teeth down she here, was right? supposed Sorry. to play the whole thing as if he was working on her mouth. Clean bill of health, no cavities. Yeah. <laughs> Slight fungal growth, though. Might yeah, you're going to want to floss under those nails. Look into it. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't understand people who, like, get, like... It's so weird. It's like you're a car enthusiast, but the thing you're enthusiastic about is like pavement. Like it's so far <laughs> away from the original thing. I really love things that touch pavement. And like, oh man, like if you're a kite enthusiast, but you're actually just super into string, you're like, I love seeing string like get stretched out. Like, God, string is the best, the right, wind. guys? <laughs> it's so crazy. So this one's kind of odd and probably is something happened to this guy in the past. Yeah, because that last one was pretty normal, yeah, so let's, been, let's hear something strange. These have been pretty normal. I'm waiting for that wow well, no, factor. This one, isn't, this one isn't like a wow thing, but she, this um, prostitute and guy, they walk like down the street. She waits um, for him, and then she starts screaming at him about how pathetic he is. That's like his thing. And then she's, public humiliation. she screams at him to give her money, so he stops at a cash machine, and... She's just screaming at him the whole time. It's an annoying robbery. Yeah, and then she takes it, spits in his face, and walks away. That's his it's thing. It's like an overt robbery. Like, nobody will question it. But, like, that's it's weird. So Here's the thing, though. The world is that guy's oyster. Because he's never going to get picked up by the cops for that. Like, no, there's never going to be a sting where, like, uh, they send a, a, a lady officer under as a prostitute to get the guy who wants to be yelled at in public. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, he he probably has it hard enough. Yeah, <laughs> that's so. Because uh, okay, so long time ago in the deep dark past of 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 my life, I I dated a uh, a girl who did uh like phone sex for three or four what? dates. Really? Yeah, and some of the weirdest ones were like the dudes who wanted to be essentially Lilliputians. And and she would hold them in in her giant hand because she was obviously Gallagher Gallagher. What's his name? <laughs> Fucking Gulliver. Fuck Jack Black. <laughs> he, she would be Gulliver and like hold them in her hand and be like, "Oh, what a small penis you have!" But it makes sense because the, they're small. That's weird. Well, that sounds more like a Little Red Riding Hood thing. Uh, or no, uh, Goldilocks. <laughs> Little Red Riding Hood. I don't know. This Whatever. penis is too small. <laughs> <laughs> this penis is just right she's like done yeah. it's a tough fetish because there needs to be three dudes yeah and and but each dude in that niche like wish granted right <laughs> holy shit well, it caters to everyone at the same time <laughs> that was the news weird 
you know, it takes a very, I feel like that, well, no, I take that back. Cause I was like, you know, having a weird sexual thing must be like this, uh, like you're hiding it and it must be something like when you finally come out with it, it's liberating. But no, most of these people keep it under a rock, like a skeevy weirdo. Like, yeah, cause you'd be. You'd be a pariah if you didn't keep it secret. Yeah, like you don't you don't go into work on Monday and put your briefcase on your desk and you're like, oh, man, hey, Bill, how was your weekend? Oh, great. This woman yelled at me for 45 <laughs> minutes and then I paid her and then she spit in my face. Huh? <laughs> Couldn't have gone better. Oh, I, I mean, I saw Batman versus Superman. What, how was your weekend? What? Fucking <laughs> 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 <Being> weird. <laughs> you know, but here's here's the thing. The internet has made it so that you no longer have to. <sighs> Everybody has their circle they can go to on the internet. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's it's sort of the the other side of that double edged sword where you're like, oh, you know, this is kind of a weird thing that I'm into that you wouldn't find. Like maybe in ancient Greece, you like you stumble into a cave where a whole bunch of dudes were doing something <laughs> weird to each other, and you're like, a whole what? Bunch of dudes looking at shadows on the far wall. Yeah, like they're watching an erotic shadow play. And you get in on that, and but that was all a happy accident, I'm sure. Now you can just be like, uh, do do do, searching for people who like getting spit in the face, whatever. There they are. There's hundreds of people just like me. Oh, phew, boy! Now I can that go was close. Yeah, really dodged a bullet there for some reason. <laughs> oh man! All right, so you know, it's about that time, guys. We start wrapping up the show. Is it time for me and Andy to switch places again? Uh, no, you might as well stay here. Who cares? That's what I was thinking. No, Andy, we're staying. Yeah, we're staying. don't bother Andy. What? Don't bother Andy. <laughs> so, just, just sit. Guys, let's throw out some staff recommendations. Charlie, Nerd. you are our honored guest, though you would not realize that by listening. <laughs> I rolled out the red carpet for you. Uh, what, what do you have to recommend to our listening audience? As far as... Uh, like movies, books, anything you find interesting and, 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 you know, want other people to get their eyes, ears, whatever on. Okay, well, uh, first, just recently, the Star Wars Force Awakens came out on uh, home DVD Blu-ray. So, we got it, so I'm looking forward to that. But, you know, who isn't? Uh, Me. Uh, Me. Well, I, 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 hey, that was... That was my childhood. Late 70s, that's all there was. The first action figures that were there. So, you know, that was but, that was part here, of it. That's the great thing. Like, if you were born uh, in your era, you've got Star Wars, and it's finally, like, good again from what I'm hearing. I grew up with Ninja Turtles, and I've got a lot of shit to slog through before it gets good again. <laughs> yeah, Hang in there, bro. Hang in there. Hang in there. But it's uh, Another what 10 I just years will be okay. <laughs> what I just recently finished binge-watching on Netflix is, it's recent, but not too recent, is the first, what is it, two, yeah, two seasons of uh, Blacklist. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, It was recommended from, you know, because I watched something else and, you know, Netflix has their algorithm. So it showed that I would like it for four stars or three and a half or something like that. So I said, yeah, well, I like Spader before. <laughs> the premise sounds all right. Pilot, <laughs> pilot description sounds all right. It's 10 o'clock at night. I'm trying to sleep. Let's watch it. Netflix just keeps bugging me. I'm trying to get some right. Stuff. Exactly, exactly. And uh, we got this show. Uh... Yeah, exactly. And so I went. All right, fine. And it, I'll admit, it took me a couple nights to finally get through it all because I fell asleep on it, you know, two nights in a row. Yeah. But that's just my normal sleep schedule. And by the third, you know, third try, and I got through it. I really liked it. So I said, okay, I'll stick around, and I stick around. And next thing I know, I finished the uh, whole first two seasons. Mm -hmm. Um. 
Yeah, so I, yeah. You suddenly blink and you have a beard. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. Where did the time go? I've, en- I've enjoyed it. It's been good. Uh, I'm excited to see where they take it. The next third season, which is supposed to come out, I don't know. I looked at IMDb. It's coming up soon. But uh, I got hooked. So there's a recommendation. All right. Cool. Nice. Uh, I'm going to recommend a book I just bought. You now, read this, or you? This book was written. It's called Battlefield Earth. It's called Battlefield Earth. (laughs) And uh, guys, it really will turn your life around. No. It gets better on the 10th (laughs) read. There's just morsels uh, in there that you really need to dig into. So many layers. Uh, It's called The Science of Jurassic Park and the Lost World. So it was a book written after the Lost World, but before the third one. That sounds interesting. It says, or how to build the dinosaur. And it is. It's um, like the real life... Science behind what they were doing in Jurassic Park is actually pretty interesting. And since this was written in '96, we've made steps since then. But it's it's a, a fun time capsule of what science, as it relates to dinosaurs, was in the mid '90s. So it's it's very cool. And I, you know, anything dinosaurs, I, I eat up. So it's called uh, the science of Jurassic Park in the lost world or how to build a dinosaur so check it you out if you like to push your glasses back up onto your face uh, while you're saying that. excuse well, me <laughs> we've been watching a lot of um, YouTube videos and it's all like ripped off uh, history channel yeah, all the dino documentaries. and everything's all the words are backwards so nobody gets in trouble for like taking TV shows and putting them on YouTube yeah it's, <laughs> it's essentially piracy but you know I'm not gonna stop it and I'd like to see these shows piracy in its laziest form yeah pretty much <laughs> it, it's like if if pirates out on the sea just sort of bumped into other ships and were like hey can we come aboard and they're like no we'd rather you didn't and they do anyway and they're like and they're not really doing anything mean they're just like oh look food so <laughs> it's, it's, it's low level piracy it's someone sneaking into your wedding and eating some of the some of the hors d'oeuvres. Uh, Trum. Uh, uh, okay, I will recommend a book uh, called The First Three Minutes by Steven Weinberg. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a book like it's like the prediction of um, scientists in 1977 about what happened Steven Weinberg. in the first three minutes of the universe. And Whoa. like now that that we know more about it, about half of the stuff he wrote was wrong. Well, and also, I feel like the premise is flawed because a prediction is something that will happen, and this happened billions yeah, of yeah. years so ago. So, like, post-diction? Yeah. Post-diction? Is that it? Yeah. 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 I'm going to post-dick really something. Work. I'm going to eat a sandwich yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it came true. <laughs> what will I do with these powers? Oh, God. Krista. Um, I'm going to recommend a book as well called When Breath Becomes Air by Paul Kalanithi. Um, it's about this guy, Paul. It's a true story about, um, he's a neurosurgeon who gets diagnosed with stage four lung cancer, but it's about the whole experience of him being a doctor and being basically like not treated like he should be treated as a patient um like he knew he had cancer way before his doctors found out he had cancer and they were just kind of shooing him off like oh you <laughs> know too much because you're a doctor sick idiot um, is this another example of post-cognition yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's actually it's pretty good so far so when breath becomes air is the book all right adam got anything for us uh i bought a game on steam earlier this week called enter the gungeon Ooh, what's that about? And uh, 
What's that? What's it about? It's a... It's a pixel game. It's a pixel bullet hell game. I don't know if you're familiar with bullet hell. Uh, Every word you just said is confusing and scary to me. (laughs) (laughs) It's a... So, I mean, you understand it's a pixel game. Right. But bullet hell, there's just bullets everywhere, essentially, at times. It's where bullets go when they die and they've been bad? Yeah, something like that. Okay. But uh, you're, it's a randomly generated dungeon that you go through, and you get all the sorts of different guns every time. Uh, the whole concept is you're some person that came to this this fabled gungeon, and at the bottom of the gungeon there's supposed to be a gun that can kill, uh, kill the past. <laughs> Whoa, that could really so, ruin this guy's book that Shroom's reading. Yeah. <laughs> so you're trying to get through the gungeon to find the gun that can kill the past. It kind of sounds like, in in at least skeletally, like, uh, shit. What's that like game? Shit. It sounds like, <laughs> like shit, shit, Adam. What a stupid <laughs> game. No, what's that one? Uh, Binding of Isaac, right? It's a lot like Binding of Isaac. Okay. In, in the sense that it's randomly generated and you get a lot of... Uh, depending on the items that you get every time, it can really change your right. playthrough. But I'm also going to double down and say it does sound like shit. Okay. But, like, <laughs> one of my first run-throughs, I picked up the gun from the fifth element. Mm. It's it's the, the gun that, uh... Like, shoots a net with, with and, a red button, and yeah. fire. And, okay, yeah. The gun that the bad guys use. It was cool. it's probably the best gun i found so far. All right. So, guys, uh... If you want to get your ears on Charlie's podcast, uh, once again, called Changing... Uh, oh, God. Changes in Latitudes. Boy, oh, boy. Uh, Charlie, give us, uh, like, the you know every way we can get at it. What's your website? Uh, where is it available? And so on. Changes in Latitudes podcast, a transgender experience, uh, can be found on iTunes and Stitcher. I am over on Blogspot, Changes in Latitudes podcast. Uh, Facebook facebook.com slash changes in latitudes podcast and twitter at c-i-l podcast nice so you're pretty much everywhere we are so there's if you're hearing this there's no reason why you can't get to that exactly yeah go for it now well when the show's <laughs> when this episode's right done go <laughs> yeah if, if if you predict that you'll like it go back before <laughs> when you didn't listen to this and just go straight to it <laughs> Now, what you're what you're also hearing is is a, an interesting two part because we are going to cross over into uh, your show, the Forbidden Zone, the Forbidden Zone, where all well, the I apes wouldn't call it that, live. but uh, <laughs> some people might. Like, we'll be the Charlton Heston. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, no, it was like when Mork went on uh, Happy Days before he went to Denver. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like when the Flintstones met the Jetsons. Right. All of these. Or when Harry met Sally. Yeah. When, nah, well, not as much love. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> we, we weren't watching a Harry movie and a Sally movie and they came together. <laughs> it was Harry and the Hendersons and a Sally Fields movie. Yeah, it's Harry, it's <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons meet Sally Field. Perfect analogy. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, of course you can. Fistfulpodcast at gmail.com. Dave at FistfulPodcast.com, Andy at FistfulPodcast.com. You know, we're on uh, Twitter, FFOP Radio, or on Facebook. Everywhere uh, Charlie is, we are also. So if you're hearing this, you can hear that too. And why wouldn't you? Damn it. I keep What's telling you guys you? this. <laughs> why don't you start listening? So, uh, guys, once again, Charlie, thanks for being on the show. Uh, super eye-opening for... for you know, a lot of reasons, and I hope we can we can uh, you know get more in depth as the time goes on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, 
So super having you. Great. I'm glad we can finally do this after uh, months of sort of hit and misses. Hey, it's all time, all in the timing. It was great. Yeah, it's that's that's the thing too. I feel like you know you can you can want something super bad, but time never seems to afford you the opportunity. So I'm glad we finally got to do this. Uh, so guys, make sure you tune into uh, changes in latitudes to hear you know the crossover extravaganza that everyone will be talking about monday morning around the water cooler all around the water (laughs) yeah if if our you know 40 or so fans mixed with however many you have you know that's only a good thing absolutely fuck there are dozens of us like dozens to be honest we probably stand to gain more than you do because I feel like no one is listening to us. So hopefully we'll, we'll be able to steal some of your audience. Well, and I hope so. Person. I hope so. I've mentioned you guys in a few different episodes. Uh, I've, yeah, I've, I'll, uh, I'll mention that in my episode. But yeah, you, you've, <laughs> your show has been mentioned like, probably about three different times in my, epi- in my show. And I call it, I mean, the easiest way I can surmise FFOP radio is morning radio on a bend. Yeah, sure. I, that's how I would like to think of it, too. Because like, that was the... Like morning zoo, but not as retarded. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, see, I grew up with Los Angeles radio and San Diego radio, so it's all about traffic. It's all about weather. Right. It's all about getting there. Avoid this area. Avoid that area. Make sure this. Make sure that. Blah blah blah. And so the hosts are competing with weather and traffic, and and this is so much better. Yeah. We're we're. Yeah. I'm weather. Andy's traffic. <laughs> we are completely uh, dedicated to not helping you. Because, you know, we, who cares about weather and traffic? We've got exactly. stories. We've got stories to tell. <laughs> and crackpot theories to explain. So, uh, once again, Charlie, thanks for being on. And everybody, thanks for listening. So, until next time, I'm Wilbur Watley. I'm Joe. I'm Krista. I'm the Copperhead. And I'm Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Saying, uh, r- remember, kids, there's a lot of shit going on, and it's going to take a lot more to understand it all so keep listening see you next week on a hold of this obese for the try to fistful of podcasts radio well there you have it there you have it that was episode 306 of FFOP radio Like I said, if you enjoy morning radio and like it cranked to 15 sometimes or cranked to 11, check out FFOP Radio. Dave, Andy, Adam, Krista, Troon, thank you so very much again for a wonderful podcasting afternoon. I greatly appreciate it, and I hope you had as much fun as I did. And that brings us to the end of this bonus episode, 87.5, 87 and a half. Next episode, number 88, which is due out this coming Friday on regular schedule, is Parenting While Trans Year 2. I reflect back on episode 36 from last year where it was Parenting While Trans Year (laughs) 1. So be sure to check that out next week. I'm always looking for topics. I'm always looking for guests. Send them my way, changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com. And now, as Jimmy Buffett says, if I couldn't laugh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we just would go insane. 
If we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. Stay crazy, everyone. Take care of yourself. Take care of somebody else. And I'll see you next week. Well, Friday, actually. Listening to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you, so let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at Changes in Latitudes Podcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Changes in Latitudes Podcast or at the website Changes in Latitudes Podcast.blogspot.com. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now, wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, first, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2016 by me, Charlie Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. That's the end. Thanks for listening. Now remember this.